Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Welcome to the Modernize or Die podcast. It's the CFML News Edition. It's episode 145, April 26, 2022. I'm Gavin Pickin, Senior Developer for Auto Solutions, and I'm joined by Daniel Garcia, another Senior Developer Auto Solutions. How are you doing? You know, Gavin, if I was any better, I would be you, my friend. <laughs> That's funny. My wife always says, if I was any better, I'd be effervescent. And that's pretty <laughs> much her. <laughs> She's a... She's a ball of rainbow love and joy. And anyway. I she's watching the podcast right now. Nope. Actually, she's not. <laughs> she never will. She doesn't even know what I do, but uh, she's like something with computers, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the IT dude. So My eight-year-old got excited. He's like, Daddy, I helped your podcast. I subscribed. That's cool. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if we do a few more subscriptions, we'll get over that uh, 500 mark, I think. But Ooh. yeah. Okay, well, speaking of uh, thanking our sponsors, uh, Auto Solutions, that's actually one of the ways you can help us. But Auto Solutions, obviously, they're our employer. Uh, you might know them for things like Coldbox, Commandbox, Forgebox, Testbox, and a lot of other box products out there. So a few ways you can say back to Autos are... Yeah, absolutely. You can like and subscribe to our videos on YouTube, like the one you're watching right now. Hopefully. You can help Ortis reach for the stars, star and fork our repos. Um, in fact, we even have a little GitHub, uh, command box GitHub module that Eric wrote that makes it very easy. You run it, you start it, and you're good. You can subscribe to our podcast on your podcast apps and leave us a review. You can sign up for a free or paid account on CFCast, which is releasing new content every week or as much as we can. And then you can also buy Ortis's book, 102 Coldbox HMBC Quick Tips and Tricks on Gumroad, which is a pretty good book. I read it. I like it. And I can recommend it. Yeah, no, it's a it's a good book. Uh, I like the the format. You know, it's almost like a cookbook, right? You know, those little snippets, just enough to get you know a problem solved. Uh, all those little tips that you know some of the people that use it all the time, like Luis, and, you know, and some of the other orders people, we might take for granted. So hopefully, that's uh, you know a good little resource there. Also. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's just some ways you can say thanks back to orders. But I always like to add too. It's like you know. A lot of those things are free. You know, you can like and subscribe to videos, focus, star us, you know, file issue requests, pull requests on documentation. A lot of that stuff is, it's all helpful. You know, we're just one way the community better. That's the key in, uh, you know, helping us help the community. It's all good. But we also have some amazing Patreon supporters that are providing 92% of the funding for this podcast. And uh, if you go to patreon.com slash autosolutions, you can find out more about those different packages. And we'll tell you a little bit more about that later in the show. But right now we have 35 Patreons providing 92%, which is which is awesome, really. That just means Autos is basically producing this podcast and you guys are paying for it. And so uh, we really appreciate that. And we appreciate everybody in the chat too. So we got David Ballinger. I haven't seen you on here for a little bit. Thanks, hey, David. David. Yep, and Scott Steinbeck and PAI Industries. I'm not sure who's behind that. You say hi, let us know who you are. And then Peter and Mary's in here as well. Uh, so there's lots of cool people in here. Uh, join the, the YouTube chat. We try and keep up with that. Everyone must be west of me because they're all saying good morning. Except uh, Will. 
Will just said hi, and it's probably good evening for Will. Yeah, Will's like, I'm, <laughs> I'm stayed up late for this. Like, what's up? Oh, Daniel, he is there too. So, hey, anyway, Daniel. yep, exactly. David's, Daniel's, people everywhere. Okay, well, let's get into the news and events. So, the big one, the big one for us is new into the box dates. Almost announced, shall we say? Almost. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> so uh, they're in uh, concrete that is slowly drying. Uh, we have uh, updated the Into the Box website for the new dates, um, and we're just waiting on the final contracts to be signed. So <laughs> I put that little thing there, right there, just because we haven't officially blogged it yet. Uh, we're just waiting for those contracts to be signed, um, just to make sure. But you know, we're happy to announce that we have those dates. And um, the, the new venue is going to be awesome. We're just, again, waiting for that final, final, final thing. But the reason you may be asking is like, why did you guys change the dates? So a little background there. Uh, some of you may have known that Adobe semi-officially announced their dates on Twitter, kind of, sort of, because the tweet disappeared. But basically, the conference is going to be right up against our conference. It was going to be back-to-back. And I don't know about you, Daniel, but if I left for into the box for a week and then flew pretty much straight to Vegas for another week, uh, my wife would definitely think I was up to no good. So uh, that was not going to work, right? My wife would enjoy the vacation. Yeah. I was, yeah, mine's like, it takes, yeah, <laughs> my wife would usually say, if you take a couple of kids, it's okay, you know, but, uh, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So, you know, so basically, you know, we believe at Audis that, you know, the Confusion community deserves more in-person conferences. You know, we, the members need the opportunity to speak and attend more, you know, in-person Confusion conferences. And so if we left them back to back, with only a travel day in between, we've been hard for many, almost you know, probably a lot or maybe everybody, everybody really of the kill fusion community to be out of 10 both. So really, you know, changing the dates, um, it still may be hard or impossible for a lot of speakers, sponsors, and community members. We know like it's hard. Um, but at least by moving the dates and, you know, giving that buffer almost a month between them, um, those percentages should have increased. And maybe now some people might be able to attend both, you know, and if that if that's the case, then both conferences will be more successful and that'll help the community, you know, at the end, you know, if we all win, if cold fusion wins. And so that's more important for us. So, you know, we don't like having to to change and everything. Um, but, but yeah. So another thing to announce about this though, is as David Bellinger just said in the chat, let's go back to March. Well, so we're, we're not saying much, but We've decided that, you know, Into the Box had a better time earlier in the year when it didn't clash with CF Camp and, you know, school, school going back, summer vacations, all that fun stuff. And so, uh, remember, we had Into the Box, uh, even basically right up to the pandemic, we started going earlier in the year and it worked better. And the only reason we pushed it from last year, from May to September, was because of COVID. So uh, we are planning to have into the box, you know, earlier in the year, so we don't have any clashes with co- uh, conferences. So um, that was the big thing. So cool. Yeah. Well, just posted. CF Camp is also thinking of moving to May June. Yeah. So right before COVID as well, CF Camp was going to be switching from October into June. Um, they were looking at that um, just because of you know availability and October fest is pretty busy, you know, in October. Um, anyway, so when they start having theirs, we're not sure when they're going to be, but 
Uh, but we have talked about it, Autis. We did want to go back to the start of the year. We don't want to have these possible clashes with Adobe and then and again CF Camp if they come back or you know other things. So that is the plan. We're uh, working on that too, and we will have an announcement uh, by into the box. We should have the dates for the next one uh, sewn up, and hopefully we don't have anybody else dropping their conference on us. But again, Adobe hasn't officially officially release their dates um, but it does look like they're planning for in october so right now we're going to be planning to have it september 6th through the 8th uh september 6th through the 8th so we'll tell you a little bit more when we get down to the that section but because of that uh daniel want to tell us uh what we did to the call for speakers deadline since uh i talked a lot about <laughs> into the box dates changing but since they changed we changed the call for speaker deadline too, right? Yep, absolutely. So we're pushing back or extending the call for speaker deadline to the um, end of this month, I believe. Yep, April 30th. Uh, yep. Yep. As my show notes magically get updated before my very eyes. Um, so you still have some time. You still have through this uh, this weekend, through Saturday. Man, Sunday is May 1st. Holy yeah, cow. I know. It's kind of crazy. So. But anyway, we wanted to make sure everyone had a little more time. I know the date flux thing uh, might have put a, a hold on everyone submitting. So please submit. Um, we want to have more speakers there. We want, you know, opportunity for more speakers. And it's great to see community members speaking about things. Uh, and I think Eric mentioned last week about if you're not sure about a certain technology and you'd like to learn more, you know, sign up for a talk about it, you know, and you will learn because you will face the, what do they call it? The chaos monkey, the, the deadline. The, the, the panic, panic monster. monster yeah the panic monster the chaos monkey yeah all those types of things where basically you're forced to, to you know live up to a deadline deadlines are great for that and you know sometimes the best way to learn something is to teach it you know and even for something that you think you know and when you start teaching it or trying to explain to someone it becomes a lot more clearer to you because you have to you know put it in terms that someone else might understand and so we really encourage it and that's how i started too way back when uh you know, basically start with a little talk um, and go on up from there. So, and if you want practice or you're scared of doing an in-conference talk, uh, online CF meetup, Charlie Earhart is uh, looking for speakers all the time. Um, and um, I think the Hawaii meetup is always looking for speakers too. They're trying to get more stuff. CFUG at MidMichigan is, uh, they always have, you know, people doing remote sessions. So there are places to get practice. There are places to get experience and maybe you could run through it beforehand before you get to ITB as well. So highly recommend that. Anyway, enough about ITB for now. So what else do we have, Daniel? Okay, well, we have um, Adobe announced their Adobe Developer Week 2022. It's going to be July 18th through the 22nd. It is online, virtual, and free. So online as in not in person, virtual as in not in person, but free as in free for everybody. So it's going to be bigger, back, and better than ever. Um, they're still getting their list of uh, speakers and sessions up there. Um, they do have the speakers listed up there right now, but that's for last year. So, um, so keep your eyes on that space. I'm sure there'll be all sorts of social media announcements as well. Yep, very cool. I knew they were going to be announcing that soon. And again, they're you know they're trying to spread our content out, and that's that's what we did with Autos as well. We had the Autos Developer Week was at one time of the year, and then about six months later, we had it into the box. 
and uh you know this virtual stuff we had so many conferences we held off on that but i'd like to bring that back too you know get some more of those speakers that can't travel to the u.s especially with covid time speaking more so uh, it'd be it'd be great to see so Absolutely. i'm excited for the adobe De developer week and uh you know that's only a few months before their conference i'm excited to see what they're gonna showcase there okay so we had a little announcement from lucy so apparently the last blocker for the 5.9 release was uh, apparently solved yesterday and they said nice. the stable release will be tomorrow but they said that yesterday so that means today so we have a, a little preview here i'm going to share my screen again for those watching so they have the snapshot installers um and so you know it walks through everything here so um basically the snapshot is up on command box here um Brad says it's looking really solid, so hopefully they'll cut that release. So 5.3.9 hopefully will be out today. Uh, we instantly update on Command Box. We have uh, some ties in with Lucy, so as soon as they publish, ForgeBox gets updated, which is amazing. So you guys can get that up and running and tested really soon. We also have a new beta for the the S3 Lucy extension 2.0.071. Um, so they're using an older, uh, less maintained um, JITS 3T library, and it was causing some problems. So they got a new beta out for the 2.0 branch, and we're going to be sharing the link here with you. So if you want to go into Lucy Administrator, you can actually load that right in there. Uh, here's the, the link in here. Um, the only known issue they said about upgrading, it seems to be an error with the JITS property file. So if you restart Lucy, it should work. So guys are looking for a new S3 provider, try that one out. <sighs> Man, lots of stuff today. There's lots of news. There it is. This is good, right? Yeah, <clears> for sure. More news and less news. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited for this next one. Um, CF Break is back. So Pete Freitag has a once-weekly email newsletter for the ColdFusion CFMO community. Um, sends that out every week. We'll post the link so you can subscribe. It's kind of funny. I would subscribe to his former newsletter and i hadn't heard anything in a while i just got this again last week i'm like oh great there's a new one and i'm already subscribed awesome so yep. we like pete pete does great sign up yep so if you come in here you'll see the more <clears> recent <throat> ones and so this email again share my screen for those watching he says this is pete you're receiving this email because you sign up for your cfml monthly newsletter you know a few years ago and he hadn't posted it to it for a couple of years so he rebranded it and uh, you know, hopefully you'll like this. And what I did like about it was that it's basically a breakdown of like everything in the Cold Fusion community. So, I mean, uh, he's got stuff from Charlie, the Cold Fusion blog, Ben Adele, Modernizer Die podcast. It's us. Got some stuff from Adam Cameron, the Terratech stuff, which yeah, I didn't even see some of these popping up on on Lucy. I'm sorry, <laughs> Lucy on Twitter. Um, that yeah, <laughs> he had actually interviewed. Uh, Luis Mahano about some books. <laughs> and so I think you said it's like, what? We've got four new books? I didn't know about those. <laughs> I so, learned something new. <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta listen to other people's podcasts just so we can learn what Luis is doing because uh he's always doing lots and it's hard to keep up with that man. But uh also the Lucy community site, so this is uh discourse and then uh Autis community, the discourse stuff as well. And he's tying into the stack overflow stuff. And then he has a function of the week. So I wonder if he copied this from us, maybe for a, a you know, <laughs> module of the week, see if docs function of the week, but uh, I like it. So, you know, some of these Pete, things. Pete's in the chat right now saying, woo. Yep. So thank you, Pete, for putting this together. 
Yeah, that's cool. I mean, to be honest, like Pete, if you can get it out at like Tuesday morning, that'll save me some work <laughs> getting this ready for the podcast because that's you're pretty much doing everything I do. So, uh, oh man, schedule it for me, man. Uh, <laughs> man, yeah. But as soon uh, as you sign up here with your uh, paid donation to, <laughs> hey, uh, Otis might be willing to pay that. You know, it saves me some time getting this ready. But uh, of course, Pete is a uh, foundio essentially. Um, you know, basically the security experts in the cold fusion arena. Um, and he's got some great tools too. Like fuse guard is amazing. Fixinator is really amazing. Uh, and hack my CF has been around for a long time. It scans your, your domain daily, weekly, monthly and quarterly and sends you a report saying what things you may need to be uh, looking for updating. But Fixinator is amazing. Uh, his stuff is all amazing. He's great. He's a great speaker. And I'm sure he'll be at the Adobe developer week and CF summit. And hopefully he has time to make it to into the box as well. Cause Ooh. we always loving have, <clears throat> having him speak. So anyway, it's a great service. Uh, you know, curated emails are awesome and the newsletters are right there on the site. So yep, I was going to say, if we're not making them blush yet, Pete's a great guy, awesome guy, very smart and scares the hell out of me when I take some of his sessions at, uh, <clears throat> at these conferences. I'm like, wow, I need to do better. Actually, I have done better. Thanks to Pete's presentations. Like, Oh, these are better practices and it's great. So please keep doing what you're doing, Pete. We all appreciate it. Yep. I, I always say, if you walk out of a security talk and you're not scared to death, <laughs> then uh, you weren't listening or, uh, you know, you need to go see a new presenter because uh, Pete always does that to us. You know, it's it's good. And his workshop, he did a workshop um, before CF Summit a few years ago. I took that. It was really awesome. So, anyways, back to okay, the enough, news. Enough Pete love. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, so also CF Wheels has joined the Open Source Collective. So if you uh, want to support um, CF Wheels, you can go on the Open Source Collective. allows them to raise, manage, and spend money transparently. <clears throat> yeah, very cool. I'm going to share my screen real quick. Now, for those that didn't know, this is how Lucy actually is uh, is running up on the Open Source Collective too. And so a little bit of information here on CF Wheels blog. But if you go to Open Source Directive here, um, you can see it goes straight to CF Wheels. And so you can see the different packages. It's very similar to Patreon, but the big difference from what I can tell, and you know, tell me if I'm wrong, because I probably am, um, it shows you a little bit more about who's donating, how much, when. It actually has transactions. You can see the balance that's in the account, how much is raised, and any dispersions. It'll show you who's dispersed, what to wear, which is all pretty cool. So obviously, see if Wheels just got started here, but if we pull up Lucy, um, you can see right here. And so the cool thing about this is it's really open. And so you've got lots of different packages here. You can see who signed up to which packages. You can see top, you know, contributors. And it's really clear. Like basically if you're contributing to an organization like this, you want to know where the money's going, right? So this shows where it comes from. But also if you scroll down, you see the budget. So you can see, you know, all you can see expenses, you can see the transactions, see when each person, you know, actually paid or whatnot. And so they're trying to be very, very, you know, transparent. So it's not one of those things where money just disappears. Um, you know, basically money disappears and you don't know where it went or what it went to. And a lot of people have the same issue with nonprofits. Like, you know, I know there was a lot of backlash to things like Red Cross and whatever before in certain disasters, but you know, this sort of expels out, you know, how much money, total raise, dispersed, estimated budget, etc. So, um, you know, you can look and see. So anyway, so it's, it's cool that they're on there. It's a, you know, it looks like a great platform 
And if you are a Sea of Wheels supporter, and apparently they've been having people wanting to donate to the cause, now there's a great way to do it. And then, uh, yeah, everybody can see. And I think you can do it anonymously if you don't want the credit or you don't want everyone to realize you're only donating $3 or something. But, you know, it is what it is. Speaking of Sea of Wheels, if you have Sea of Wheels questions, Peter Amiri's in the chat. And I'm sure he'd love to answer any questions you have. Yep. Yeah, actually, way back when, when I was looking at um, frameworks, you know, there was Framework 1, Coldbox, and CF Wheels. Those are the three <clears> big frameworks when I was reevaluating after my homegrown framework for years. I finally ran into enough pain points about it and trying to get new people to join our team. I, I evaluated them. And at that time, um, the all the people that were big in CF Wheels had left and gone to Ruby. You know, like, I think it was Chris Peters. He was a big part of it. And, he, and CF Wheels was built on top of, you know, Ruby Rails type stuff. It looked great. And... But we're basically right between maintainers, and now you know, Peter and I think Tom have taken over the last few years, and they've really revived it. And it's really great to see we've got you know another top quality framework. You know, like because again, you know, we love Coldbox, obviously at Audis. We built it, we built it our way, but it's great to have you know options for the community. We want the community to to do well and thrive, and having more frameworks like that is great. So it's good to see them growing, and uh, yeah, support your frameworks, support your open source people. So. Support your friends. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, uh, if you guys are using Adobe Cold Fusion and you're being holding <laughs> off on updating to Adobe CF 2021, you might have another reason to. So Fusion Reactor has a Adobe Cold Fusion hot sale going on right now, just at the end of the month, basically giving you 25% off compared to the full price. Uh, so if you have an old version, CF 19, 11, 2016, um, you know, basically lots of different options now it does require you to be a um a member i think or like a user of fusion reactor so if you're not a fusion reactor customer right now um you know price stuff for 19 dollars a month go check it out it's a great tool as well and save some money on adobe cold fusion um yeah and if so you're not using fusion reactor why not that's another awesome tool that yeah, I mean, there are a couple of tools in the, the area, but we definitely like Fusion Reactor. They've got a lot of great things going for them. And it's not just Cold Fusion. And if you haven't seen what it can do, these videos here, Charlie does a great job. Uh, he does a lot of presentations on Fusion Reactor because Charlie troubleshoots for a living. That's what he does. And he uses Fusion Reactor and some of the other tools, you know, that are available to help. And uh, so he knows a lot about Fusion Reactor. It solved a lot of problems for his customers. And these two videos are a great place to start. So, um it looks like he posts, Charlie just posted the Fusion Rack deals not for another month, but just a few more days. Yeah, just this end of this <clears throat> month. You're right. You're right. So, yep. Get on it. If you've got it, uh, go do it. Do it. You won't regret it. Yep. Okay. Next up, what do we got? So, in case you missed it, because I now know what ICYMI means, <clears throat> last week was the mid Michigan. Was it last week? Yeah, last week was the mid Michigan Sea Fog. John Farrar presented on 13 ways to modernize view three. looks like the recording is now available. I think we're going to go ahead and post that in the chat. If you can go ahead and check that out. Yep. Uh, yeah. So it's good. Uh, view three, obviously a lot of things are moving that way. Um, and so the frameworks are a little slow to catch up to, to the big change, but uh, it'd be nice to know. I need to learn more about that. So I have that on my to-do list for sure. 
Okay, and um, so thanks for the mention, Charlie said on the videos. Other cool and briefer ones are on the videos page. So thanks, Charlie. So if you're looking at Fusion Reactor and you want just a, a snippet, look at the videos page. They do have a lot of good content. They actually have a YouTube channel as well. Uh, I know that Audis has mentioned them in several videos as well. Um, we're always talking about it. Ben's blogging about it. Brad's been blogging about it. So a lot of great stuff. If you ever see them at conferences, really nice guys. Yeah, they are. Uh, they're great guys to hang out with, uh, you know, after the conference too. They got a lot of good content uh, on there at their booth. They have some pretty cool giveaways as well. So hopefully we'll see them into the box and uh, see if summit this year, or maybe at least a representative. Um, I know that it's hard traveling from Europe, but yeah. um, Scott also asked, does Fusion Reactor have any sales on their product at certain times throughout the year? Um, they don't always, but um, you know, not any regularity, but um, they do have them sometimes. Thanks, Charlie, for answering that. Um, but yeah, their subscription deals have got pretty good now too, so it's more affordable. Um, and with you know, they got good pricing for the cloud stuff. Once they added the cloud stuff, I really loved it even more because you know it's nice to be able to just get all your stuff in one place and not have to remember where all the logins for all your different sites are, especially if you you know have lots of clients. So. It's very cool to, to have that. Okay. Speaking of Charlie, though, we have an online Cold Fusion meetup coming up. So updating the Java underlying Cold Fusion. So uh, this comes up quite a lot. Obviously, uh, problems arise when you're dealing with Java and updates. And Adobe just released some new updates last week. But so Charlie's going to be doing a session here, you know, basically talking about Java updates and how they release them, you know, quarterly, as I mentioned last week. Um, and it's hard to keep up to date with it. So this one will be walking through it. And obviously Charlie is great uh, with his experience here. He helps a lot of people update their JVMs, fix it when they break it, you know, how to get it, how to install it, how to configure it. Um, yeah, this is a, a, a must-see session for those that are looking after their JVM. So if that's your responsibility in your company, uh, I highly recommend that session. So... I swear I'm not kissing up today, but Charlie is another guy. If you're at a conference and he's doing a session, go to it. Yep. They're always useful. A lot of times you see all sorts of things that you might not have known about, and he's got tons of experience, and it's just really worthwhile. So. Yeah. And I, I've talked to Charlie lots of times about the online confusion <clears throat> meetup and you know how he wishes he could have more, more sessions, and he's like, I've got lots of ideas, but I don't want to make it the Charlie show. I'm like, you could. I mean, I would come every week to watch you talk, Charlie, because you've always got something great to learn and, and stuff. So, so yeah, so although he's uh, he has threatened to make it the Charlie show, uh, we're going to try and step up to and try and add some more uh, talks to the online meetup. So hopefully we can get a little more content there. And again, if you guys are wanting to speak at conferences, it's a great place to start. It's really informal. It's not too scary because you can't see anyone on the other side. You're just talking to like Charlie, basically. So, yeah, very and good. To give him one more plug. If your uh, cold fusion went boom and you don't know how to fix it, call Charlie. He will yep. help you fix it. Yep. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, years and years of experience will help him fix something in, you know, sometimes minutes. Uh, but he'll also educate you too. You know, he'll explain why it happens and whatever. And, uh, you know, you'll end up basically at the end of the day, learning something from it too. And his money back guarantee makes it amazing, you know? So, um, so yeah, it's like, if you're not happy, basically, you know, he'll give you money back. Like how, how hard could that be to, to use that? And like, if you want to fight your server for a couple of days and then call Charlie, that's fine. But how much are you going to spend and waste the time and effort? 
when yep. you can just do it. So exactly. So and, and we used and, to, although it is kind of funny, Gab. Sorry, we used to joke around that if we messed up our stuff so bad that we had to call Charlie, then we know we messed up our stuff. We couldn't just figure it out. So yep. that's what he's Yep, exactly. And David Ballinger, I think, is making a dig here, but he's saying he's got years and years and years and years dot 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 of experience. Oh man! Yeah, David, uh, he's yeah calling you out, Charlie. Man, uh, I think David's rates just went up. Next time, he's something goes <laughs> boom for him. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what else we got going on? <clears throat> oh, now he's trying to make up for it. Love that, Charlie. Okay, okay. Too little too late there, David. Okay, so back on track. Um, our Ordis webinar for April, I'm actually very excited about. CB Security, Passwords, Tokens, JWTs, oh my, with Eric Peterson on April 29th at 11 a.m. Central Time, the only time zone as far as I'm concerned. Uh, learn how to integrate CB Security into your apps, whether using passwords, API tokens, JOTs, or a combination of all three. I'm very much looking forward to this webinar. Um, yep. Okay, that's this week. Oh, my gosh. Hope you started it. <laughs> I, I guarantee you he'll be ready by 10.59 no. on Friday at the latest. <laughs> to be honest, that might be why he's not doing the podcast today, and I don't blame him. Uh, he's probably finalizing it, making it great. Eric's a great presenter. And, again, it's free to register, uh, and our library is free up on CFCast, too. So if you look through our webinars page, there's lots of great content in here from over the last few years. So go check out autosolutions.com slash events slash webinars. Oh man, now we're there's some Charlie reminiscing going on. Charlie says he's earned his old man card. Uh, yeah. And people are reminiscing. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. Well, as long as we don't have to break up any fights, we're all good with that. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> So next up, uh, we have another meetup on Friday. So Friday the 29th. Uh see if uh, sorry, Hawaii's Cold Fusion Meetup Group using Cold Fusion RMs with Nick Kiowalski. And again, he's a professor at the Michigan State University. Um, so he's got a lot of experience, 25 years as a Cold Fusion developer, 15 years as an instructor. So he knows his stuff. Uh, great session if you're looking for RM. So go sign up for that at meetup.com slash Hawaii Cold Fusion Meetup Group. And the link is in the show notes. Yep. And speaking of Charlie's online CF Cold Fusion Meetup, We've got a session coming up. The code reuse in Cold Fusion is spaghetti code still spaghetti if it is dry with our very own Gavin Picken. Um, Charlie mentioned he's posting this up there. I think he said today. Uh, it's going to be May 12th from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, find out the difference between dry code and wet code and what one is better and more importantly, why. So I'm going to be attending that. And I look forward to it because I always learn something when you speak, Gavin. Yeah. Not all of it's good, but most of the time I try and sneak a couple of gems in there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so this is a you know pretty big, pretty big uh, presentation. I think. I mean, a lot of people are already reusing code; they don't know it. Um, but you know, there's a lot of different types and ways to reuse code in Cold Fusion, and so I sort of go over the pros and cons of of them all, and sort of give you some some ideas on maybe how you can do it a little better. And um, yeah, there's some things that people would already know but some things you'll learn so be a good session i actually have a couple more planned um trying to like i said trying to get more content in this meetup for uh for charlie uh like i said he, he runs the show it's great and you know there's a lot of good content out there and i want to try and start sharing more of it so um but yeah so this is the first one so i'm excited to, to get it up there it's been overdue and everyone keeps asking about my api um 
online meetups. I do have those planned. I got a couple of these that are coming out and then I'm going to be doing the API one. I'm going to go in depth in that. So I'm going to try and do like a little series of the API ones because, uh, if anyone knows me, I jam a lot into a session and I've, I did a big API one and everyone was like, uh, can you slow that down and like, you know, break it up into like eight things? I'm like, it could be a workshop. <laughs> so basically we might do an online workshop one month at a time or something. So anyway, so, but That's awesome. Yep. Although it's funny when I watch your videos, I tend to watch you at one and a half to two X speed. Just, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. I'm a little slow sometimes. No. Anyways, uh, we have more stuff from Adobe too. So last week, in case you missed it, um, Mark Takata did the Adobe Cold Fusion Truth. So all about truthiness in Cold Fusion. And um, that one, I don't know if the recording is only if you've registered. So we need to, I need to check my emails and see if they emailed that out or not. And today there's Adobe Cold Fusion Workshop. It must have happened uh, early this morning because it's the 20. Yeah, it's the 26th already in Europe, so it was 9 a.m. Central European time, so that should have happened today. Um, but we have more coming up, too. So there's actually a full list of their offerings up on their website. I'm going to share my screen for that. So again, today we had the Cold Fusion Workshop, but we also have one on May 24th and then June 22nd. So if you go to the meetus.adobeevents.com slash coldfusion, you can get this information, and the webinars are in here, too, usually. So come check that out and uh, sign up for some workshops. Okay. Wow. A lot of news. Sorry, everybody talking, 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 but uh, it's good to share all that good stuff. So next up, we have some CFcast content updates. You want to tell us about that? Absolutely. So actually go to cfcast.com, but just released Gavin Pickin. Publish your first Forge box, Forge box package. So he's got a couple of sessions up there, minimum requirements for a package, what happens if your slug for your package isn't unique? And then coming soon, more Gavin, uh, publishing your first Forge box package more into the series. So yep. I know you did a webinar on this um, last month. And yep. so I think this is kind of more like expounding on that and breaking it out and really diving into the, the nitty gritty. Yeah. And sometimes you just want to like, you know what, how do I do this? Or, you know what, what happens if my slug isn't unique or how can I find out which one's unique? And I know. So sometimes you just want a little piece, right? You don't want to watch a one hour mm -hmm. video to figure out something real simple. So that's the beauty about CFcast. It breaks stuff down to little tiny pieces, consumable, and it solves the problem you have right now. You know, it's not like this is everything that you need. It's this, that very short shop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I'm just it. saying like, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, it's nice to be able to just go grab that one thing. Like maybe you've watched the webinar and you're like, Oh, I forgot this one little piece. Go watch that one video. So uh, those two are up there and we got some more coming. And then as I mentioned on Twitter, I'm actually going to be converting some of Ben Adele's uh, awesome content, his open source um, libraries to Forgebox modules. He's given me permission and I'm going to try and record those and share those and show people how to do it. And as Ben said, once I show him, then he's going to do it too. So uh, oh, nice. Brad did tweet. Yeah, it's really simple. It's just like using NPM, you know, just do a package init and then you do a, you know, basically a bump dash dash, you know, major or minor or whatever, and then push it and away you go. But, you know, I want to show the sort of the process of taking Ben's code and then publishing it. And then like, okay, let's, how, how do we make it to a cold box module and then publish it? And then how do we make a cold box module with module settings and then publish that? And then that way, you know, it can evolve and we can make it even more utilitarian and work with multiple 
framework. So uh, that'll be probably some little series, but I'm going to get the video out there and we'll be trying to, you know, release that soon as well. But your first Forgebox package is the one we're working on now. And then after that will be like, you know, <clears throat> converting uh, existing libraries or stuff like that. So, And I was actually fortunate to get the live, live pre-alpha version of that in our retreat. Yeah. There you help me figure out some things. Yeah. I mean, well, you did most of it yourself. I mean, it was a great module. But yeah, Daniel got his first module uh, published at the retreat. And I showed him a couple of the little tricks. And those are the, the little snippets that are, you know, in these series. So it's great. Okay. Conferences and trainings. Okay, we've got several coming up. The first one is DockerCon on May 10th. It is a free online virtual conference. Um, it's going to be a very immersive online experience with Docker product demos, breakout sessions, deep technical sessions. Um, they have all sorts of experts, captains, community people. Um, go ahead and register online. We'll get the link for you. And also, I believe that they're going to have two kind of sessions per day, kind of like a morning and an afternoon. Um, is that correct, Gavin? Am yeah, I, I think for the workshop, they're going to have a morning and afternoon workshop. Yeah. I think for the agenda, which I'm actually going to click on right now, I'm sharing my screen for those watching. Um, so they have like on the 10th, we have schedule. It looks like it's all day, I think. But what they do is after hours, they I think they have it available so you can watch. So if you're in a different time zone, you better go do that as well. Um, but yeah, it's a, a great conference. Anyways. And then coming up next is the U.S. Vue.js conference in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, June 8th through 10th. Uh, the title is Beach Code View with a workshop on June 8th and the main conference on the 9th and the 10th. Yep. And I keep hearing rumblings that there might be some orders people there potentially. And if there are, maybe other people want to get together and Beach Code and View. Yeah, I think it'd be great. There's a lot of people using Vue. Vue does mash up pretty well with what we're already doing in Cold Fusion. You know, the format aligns really nicely with the tags. I mean, it's it's really is a, a great one to pick up. And it's nice because you can do, you know, single page apps with it, but you can also just do a component too. So, you know, something like React doesn't play so nicely if you just want it one little thing on a page. So um, it is looking pretty nice. Uh, there are group discounts here you can see as well. Um, so... Yeah, we are looking to send some people from Autos there. Uh, I'd love to make it. Uh, we've got to fight off the, the other Autusians and, uh, and make sure I can get approved from the family uh, to, to make it out there. See, I'm just going to try and take the family with me. That way it makes it easier, right? They can't complain if they're hanging out on the beach while I'm in there geeking it out. So, okay. Next up, we have... Um, Adobe Developer Week. And so Adobe Developer Week is going to be happening again in July. And so uh, that will be July 18th through the 22nd. It's online, virtual, and free. As we mentioned, the speakers are listed from last year, or at least the titles is last year. So we'll get you uh, that information as soon as they release it. But go register, and that way you can get the emails. Uh, they're usually pretty good about you know sending those out as they update information. And then... Right after that, that conference. So this is a another conference. It's a full stack tech obsessed community of fun, code loving humans who share and learn together. And they de they geek out in Texas and Wisconsin once a year in person, but they have digital events all the time. 
And I was surprised at that. But uh, you'll be speaking at the Michigan, sorry, Michigan, Wisconsin, ah, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, WM, close enough, uh, Wisconsin uh, conference, July 25th through the 28th. And uh, yeah, you're going to be speaking there and I'm going to share my screen. So if you guys didn't see the one into the box, it was a great session. And so you're building on top of that session. So easier API development and testing using Postman website hook ng-grok to enhance your workflow. So I heard a lot of good things about this session. Um, it's on my saved list so I can watch here soon. Um, I use a couple of these tools, but I'd never heard of webhook.site. So I'm curious to, to see how that's going. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I was really excited to, to hear when I read through it. I'm like, dang, you must've been in the other room. I was like monitoring one room and you're in the other. So, but yeah, it's a great session. It sounds like a really cool conference. So if that's in your area, that's good. If you're in Texas, do you have one in Texas? I think it's in May. But again, lots of good content online too. There's so much good content out there. Um, but they look like a, a good group. But I never heard of it until you told me about it. So, oh, they're a great group. They have a very active Slack community. Everyone's, you know, like the Cofusion community, everyone's really supportive and cool and nice. And they're like that as well. And it's, uh, it's cool. I like them. Very cool. So, yep. Okay, next up, what else do we have? Okay, we've got the CF Summit in person at Las Vegas in October. Ish. The official ish dates October 3rd and 4th for the conference, with October 5th for an Adobe Certified Professional certification class and test. We say official ish because we're still waiting for the final. final. Uh, apparently, their concrete is still hardening as well, um, but I'm sure they'll be all over the, uh, the interwebs once they get that figured out. Yeah, for sure. And they did have dates in one of the tweets. That tweet has disappeared, but Marcus still has the one that it's going to be in person in Vegas in October. And he's excited to hang out with all of us uh, geeks, old friends, make new ones. It's going to be so good. So, yeah. So, hopefully, uh, we'll hear about that soon. Uh, they just announced, you know, WDF week. So, I'm sure it'll be, you know, coming up very soon. Very soon. Also, coming up is VJS Forge. I actually had not heard of this one before. Um, June 29th and 30th, organized by the Vue School. It's the largest on-hands Vue.js event. Team up with thousands of fellow Vue.js devs from around the globe to build a real-world application just two days in this free hackathon-style event. Um, so that's actually pretty cool. It's not just go to a conference and attend sessions. It's get your hands dirty and build something cool. So definitely a, a neat idea. Yeah, and so basically they're going to be telling us more about the, what we're building as we get closer. Um, so register is like the first step and then you create your little profile and then once you're in there, they're going to start sending out information, um, basically information about education or coding challenges to prepare for it. And like I said, this is done by view school, which has some great content and then they'll meet you to introduce you to your team. So when you register, you can register as an individual or you can register with your company and they, for that, they actually schedule a call. So I don't know if that requires something special. They want you to sponsor something. I'm not sure, but that means you could basically say, Hey, I'm going to have like a team orders, or maybe you could have like a group. So if you've got some friends that want to do it together or, you know, sign up individually and just meet some new people, you know, people, with different backgrounds, different languages. It might be kind of cool to, to like, you know, experience that. So yeah, then you create together, learn together. And then they've got mentors that they're going to be helping you solve you know, solve it with. So it sounds really cool. And then basically the idea is that at the start of it, on the last two days, you jump in there, you get all the code done, um, and yeah, 
you know, see if you can finish your project, you'll have a, a good time. So it sounds really awesome. I'm hoping uh, I can make time for this and maybe convince some of the other community members. So uh, yeah, I'm really excited. So neat idea with the whole hackathon and <clears throat> getting together and building something cool. Yeah, I've really wanted to do those. They have a few in the like around Southern California, and it's just hard to like get two days off work to do stuff. Yeah. But you know, especially if you've got to travel to to it, because it's not always in my town. I don't live in a big city or anything, so it's kind of nice to have the online version. And you know, maybe I can work around it or or something. So the view one is the uh, looks like it's a Wednesday Thursday. Yeah, so doesn't oh. feel the podcast cool. Yep. <clears throat> So yeah, and that's uh, right before 4th of July. So, you know, if you're slacking already because of the holidays coming, uh, what's a couple more days? <laughs> okay, so next up we have uh, Into the Box. And again, solid dates, not completely 100% concrete just yet. And the main reason is because we're waiting for that contract. But uh, as soon as we have that, we will let you know. And uh, early bird pricing is available. So jump in... Sorry, I'm, I'm messing up with my uh, my timing on my links here, guys. But yeah, so uh, jump in and get early bird pricing. It's up until April 30th, and then you'll be able, be able to actually get um, the list of workshops very soon. We're trying to finalize those workshops so we can get those out to you. And then once the call for speakers ends, which we extended to April 30th, we're going to get that schedule out to you very soon too. But uh, have some faith. Use the early bird pricing, so we'll reward you for booking before you know who's going to speak. But... Trust me, it's going to be great. A lot of community speakers, a lot of good Autusians, and our team has grown substantially recently, so we've got even more awesome Autus people to, to share, like Daniel. Aww. And Dan Card, and we've got Alan Quinton, Grant Copley. There's so many good people joining the team, um, and we're looking for more, but more about that later. Okay, into the box, Latam, December 1st and 2nd. Uh, those are our tentative dates. We'll give you more about that. And then CF Camp. We're waiting uh, with COVID. Uh, we're probably going to be waiting a little longer. I know that uh, just a lot of restrictions everywhere. So, And if you're looking for more conferences because we didn't list off enough there and you're bored and you just want to have something in the background, comps.tech is great. So if you want to look up here, you can find a lot of cool content. So you see there's like 35 different JavaScript conferences mentioned. You've got 16 performance. Uh, let's see, we got one Cold Fusion conference. We should put the Adobe Developer Week in there, everybody. Audis, mm -hmm. uh, Adobe should listen, right? Adobe, if you're listening, go put it in there. I just need a pull request to get it in there. Um, yep, we should. But yeah, a lot of cool stuff. Uh, if you're looking at other languages, or a lot of these are just real generic too. Uh, you know, they so apply to everybody. And so lots of good stuff. Some are in person, some are online. Uh, go check it out, comps.tech. Whew, okay. I just slacked Mark and said, hey, Adobe Developer Week, comps.tech. Cool, cool. Okay, let's talk about blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. You want to get us started? I will. Lots of content here because apparently you and I are rambling a lot, Gavin, and I'm okay with that. But uh, first one is from the April 25th. It's uh, Mark Takata. Um, to, uh, for Adobe turning on no support in Cold Fusion 2018. So you know that you can always turn on no support within the CF administrator, but then it's going to be kind of a system-wide thing. So he shows you can actually just set it in the uh, application CFC. At this dot, you know, I had it pulled up. Where is it at? Enable no support equals true. Thank you. 
Um, so that way, if you've got lots of applications, we don't want to necessarily turn null support on globally. That's a great way to just target the apps that you need, make sure nothing breaks, make sure it does what you're expecting it to do. Um, so yeah. Yep, and said so keep in mind the way several functions operate changes when null support is turned on in this way. In particular, the is null now returns true for a variable which is null. With null support turned off, is null instead functions as the opposite of is defined. So is it defined or not defined? So yeah, so just be careful with that. And then uh, Scott Steinbeck said, Zach, if you're listening, Lucy needs this. <laughs> Okay. okay. So, oh, by the way, I pinged Mark and he already responded saying, did you remind me of this last year too? I said we did. So I'm sure he's going to take care of that. Very responsive, that guy. Okay, so the next bug is from Ben Nadell, uh, considering the separation of concerns when invoking remote API and confusion. Um, so basically he's talking about when he ever has to call out to remote APIs for his data layer. Um, how he wants to handle that, how he wants to kind of standardize that and abstract that out from some of the services. And he's, what he's talking about sounds a lot like just basically he's building out, a, uh, setting up a gateway to abstract getting the data so you can standardize what the service is receiving. So it shouldn't really matter where the data is coming from, whether it's an API call or whether it's a uh, local database call. Yep. Yeah, and so, I mean, he's talking about a lot of this, you know, CFHTTP because obviously he's sending an API endpoint. Um, and so he's looking at using standard data structure, you know, and just like the response object in cold fusion, you know, we deal with stuff like status codes and status takes and, uh, we have error versus is okay. Mind types, data, etc. And so he works through it, but you're right. It does really sound like he's just trying to abstract away how he's getting the data. And then the gateway returns data in a consistent format. So the rest of that knows how to deal with it. So that's pretty cool. I like to say, I always like Ben's stuff. He always dives deep and gets into the bottom of it and, uh, you know, explores. It definitely get a better understanding of the moving parts, which is really, really nice. Yeah. So good blog <clears throat> post, as usual, from Ben. Okay. Um, yeah, so the next one we have is from Ben Adele as well. And this one's going to be a Ray Slice. So if you remember, we talked about a tweet where he said uh, stuff went boom. Uh, long story short, but I'll share my screen for those watching. And so he's got a you know Fusion Reactor APM showing some stuff here. But basically, when he's working on those 2.1 million entries, uh, he had some exponential performance overhead using a Ray Slice. And so... You know, he worked through that, tries to see what, uh, you know, happens with the size of the array and everything. And as usual, there's some gems in the comments too. So if I scroll down, um, but he shows ways to improve it. But he basically opens a ticket on Jira, um, you know, talking about different things. But I know Brad talks about this one here. So Ben, is there a reason you don't just use the sublist method of Java's list, which powers the CFML array? Uh, and so this one here is way faster on Adobe and Lucy and honestly what they should both be using under the hood. And so he gave a little gist here up on TriCF, which is great for sharing these types of things. And I pulled it out and it like, as Ben said, oh snap, didn't even know it existed. Um, but yeah, so basically, um, yeah, super, super fast. Uh, so if you're running into issues with the array slice, you should probably use sublist. But anyway, I'll let you read the rest of it. Great blog post again, uh, sharing that. And uh, yeah, he filed a bug with Lucy too. So 
hopefully we can get uh get some updates there okay we have another post sorry go ahead no i say somebody's ears must have been ringing because mark takata has entered the chat takata has entered the chat yep hello mark morning mark how's everything going i think he's in pacific time so i'm right it is morning still mm-hmm. okay so next up we have uh another blog post here uh on the adobe Cold fusion site this is actually one that charlie posted way back in 2019 but he has updated it recently so i wanted to bring it to your attention uh so a lot of people have issues with https um you know calling out um from Cold fusion and usually it's because the ssl certificates uh you know there's a problem with uh with either the certificate or the certificate store or something. And a lot of people basically, you know, you know, think about importing certificates or whatnot. But sometimes, as Charlie mentions, you may just need to simply update the JVM that it uses. And then that's because some of the base certificates that were in the JVMs, you know, they get out of date. And so if you update to the more recent one, uh, it was it was good. Um, so this here uh, sort of walks you through it. And again, it has been recently updated, but a lot of times, uh, if you're having SSL issues, it might just be the JVM. So uh, read through this, try it out if you're struggling. Uh, I realized once I updated from some really old servers that were running really, really old code that is no longer supported, uh, if I updated the JVM, things just worked. So maybe it will for you too. Okay, moving on. Oh, it looks like Charlie officially posted your meetup, Gavin. Oh, very cool. So now I have a, a was it a uh, panic monster deadline? So I will get it done. <laughs> I am on first name basis with the panic monster. For me, his name is Jorge. <laughs> <laughs> no relation, I swear. <laughs> yeah, no relation at all. Yeah, we've got a lot of Jorge's and George's that orders. No surprise. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry. Hey, so. Uh, the next tweet from Brad, I'm paraphrasing here, but it's rather unfortunate that CF Engine still don't allow for CFCs to extend Java classes. So he's talking about how it's rather unfortunate that CF Engines don't allow you to extend those classes. It prevents them from integrating with Java libraries. Uh, he posts one where they don't allow interface implementations, but require abstract-based class extensions. Yep. And so I'll button like I usually do. So he was actually looking at using this library, but they just can't. ColdFusion cannot use this library, this Java library, because of the way it works. And so he actually recommends a way that they could maybe make it more flexible. Um, so they could use it from something like ColdFusion, but obviously he's not happy that uh, we have that problem in the first place. But yeah, this library is kind of a cool one. Um, and so it's a liquid templating engine and it's backed up by Antler Grammar. So I think oh, him nice. and Scott were working on some stuff, you know, importing things, passing stuff from like Jason and Markdown and doing other stuff. They're always up to tricky stuff. And oh, uh, nice. they're working on a couple of cool things, but something like this would make their lives easier. And just in general, if we could do stuff like this in Cold Fusion, you know, we could, you know, basically go in and pass all sorts of different <clears> stuff. <throat> anyway, so it's, it's pretty neat. Um, but unfortunately, we can't use it. So... Anyways. Well, uh, speaking of our own Brad, uh, he's got another tweet about native Java threading cannot access application session or request scopes. And again, he's kind of saying one of the missing pieces for CF devs is using Java threading. It's the ability to access those scopes through the Java. Um, Codebox kind of works around this, but we really, he's requesting that we get this uh, CF engine support out of the box. Yep. And so, yeah, it's, it's definitely... Definitely something we need to do because 
we should be able to we should be able to do that you know so uh you know like obviously we built on the jvm we should have more tapping into it you know that's one of the things that the engines keep promising and they are delivering but it's just a few things that we can make our life even better and brad will tell you all about it so um that's probably why they ignore brad over there the engineers just you know tune him out <laughs> but no there's a lot of things that would just you know make it a lot easier to to integrate so hopefully that uh these tickets and everything help and we can get those integrations working even better hey sorry i keep scratching my nose i keep messing up the timing and when i'm thinking i'm off camera and then i scratch my nose and i see that that's on camera so it's okay. No one's watching. You're all listening. Uh, okay. Like later. Better. So, yep. Okay. We also had a, another blog post from Charlie. So this is a, basically an update for the updates for Java. So Adobe released them uh, last week. And if you look here, um, you can find out more information. Charlie will probably step in and correct me. So I won't say too much because I'm less wrong. But yes, yeah, so you can uh, find out these security fixes here. I know that the James Moberg and, and Charlie were talking about a couple of issues on the download page or whatnot. Um, but again, if you need to be updating, read through it. Um, yeah. And then he does have a big beware. So make sure um, you're looking for that. So um, note the big catch I guess here is Java no longer supports calling out via HTTPS to servers that don't support at least 1.2 or above for TLS. So Again, Charlie's the place to go for all this stuff. And if you have a questions, uh, come check out his uh, online meetup. That's tomorrow, right? No, Thursday. Oh my gosh, it's already the week. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. We got through it all. So, oh, next Charlie up. Commented. Wait, 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 wait. Charlie commented. Point was that at first the Adobe download site did not have the Java installers, then they did, but the drop down at the bottom didn't make it clear. Uh, okay. So thank you for clarifying. Yep. Okay, next up, get CFML jobs. We have a couple new ones here. So if I pull up my screen share. So they're looking for a mid-senior CFML developer in Cleveland, Ohio, and a senior Cold Fusion Lucy engineer remote at remote. So a couple of jobs here, but you can see there's 75 jobs listed here. And it's, I mean, most of them are this year. So there's a lot of great jobs being listed on the site. If you want to post a job, it's free. And we read them every week. And um, if you do post them to some other job sites, the site does uh, actually scrape them. And again, it's a community member who's uh, running the site. And they got a cool Twitter handle too. So pretty neat to, to be able to you know, have tools like this built in Cold Fusion for Cold Fusion. Yep. Uh, and so some other job links go along with that. Of course, order solutions are always looking for people. It seems like we're always looking for people. Um, go ahead and please go to our careers page, check it out. Also, Consortium Inc. is got some job posting up there as well. If you want to go ahead and check that out too. And then there is, or there are jobs channels. There is now a jobs channel in the box team Slack, and there's also a jobs channel in the CFML Slack. So a couple of additional places you can go to post positions yep and i did say way too much in that section and i was supposed to leave more of that for you whoops uh, that's okay <laughs> the real question is who's pasting these links gavin i'll paste the link so you can keep going oh sorry <laughs> okay 
Forgebox module of the week. So this one here, I'm actually going to talk about myself because I did this module. So this is a module that came out of um, Interceptors. So I have a client and I started adding this cool little pre-mail Interceptor all over their sites. They have different, you know, different apps. And so I keep making this Interceptor everywhere. And I got to the point where I'm like, I am redoing this. I am not reusing my code wisely, right? So I built this little module, built the CB mail services, pre-mail filter. So what it does, it's a tool that fires on the pre-mail interception point, allowing you to filter emails being sent out from your application using CB mail services. So a cool thing I think anyway, is that it supports multiple environments. So you can turn on the filters for just one environment or multiple environments, and you can choose how to override those global settings with just one uh, setting for just one environment. And you know, you can change different things. So basically I got sick of changing the code everywhere. I have to recommit code to do different things, turn things on or off. So now it's all done by environment variables. Nice. So here you can basically, you know, change your environment variable in Docker or, or whatever. And this customer is using Docker Swarm. So if I make a change to it, an environment variable in their Swarm, it re redeploys it, no code changes, but now it behaves differently. So some of the things it does, again, we have a list of environments. So you can um, choose the environment. So maybe you want to have like development and staging, do this. Um, and so it's all set up. So you know, it's basically for non-production use. You could use it for production, but it would be kind of one of those weird things like maybe do you really want to, but you could. But usually it's for development or staging where you want to control the emails going out. So usually we just put them all in a folder, but sometimes in staging or QA, you actually want to get the emails. You got to click on the links and follow the workflow and not everyone has access to the log folder, you know, that we love so much in CBML. So in that case, what you may want to say is, you know what, only allow these emails uh, email addresses to actually get email. So the filter comes in, the email comes in. And if you're, if the email address is the, one of the ones on the list, like you, then the email will send out. Otherwise it doesn't send because there's no, it'll just strip the emails out of it. Uh, you also can control the emails that must be sent to. So maybe what you do is you say, no matter what, every email that goes through the system, I want it to always send it to me. So that way I get every email that happens on staging so I could verify, check it, etc. So that's uh, another way that you could do it. And then, so that's the emails that must be sent to. And then you have another one, which is if there are no recipients, who should the email be sent to by default? So in other words, if there's a, you know, maybe you've got five people on your team that the emails uh, are allowed to go to, but if it's an email that's going to none of those people, and so you've removed all the email addresses, you can say, if there's no one's going to get the email, then send it to, you know, me or send it to this email address or something. And you can also prefix emails. So if you, uh, if you want to, you can turn on the prefix and that'll basically put something in front of the email. So when it sends from development, it'll say, Hey, this is development or it'll send uh, something else. So you can enable the app name so you can tell it, you know, what's the name of the app and then the environment. So it shows in front of the email and that's usually the default. It'll try and do the, the app name and then the environment. Or if you want to be really specific, you can say this subject prefix is going to override the default. And for all of these, you actually have the option of setting it globally. So this like enable uh, subject, enable prefix, this will be for all environments that this is enabled for. This one here allows you to basically specifically, it's meant to be an underscore, I need to update the docs. Underscore, then the environment name, it'll basically say, uh, when it's loading, it'll say, okay, I'm in development, I'm trying to send an email, uh, 
should the prefix be set up? And it'll say, look at the development version of the environment variable first. If that doesn't exist, then it checks the global variable. And if that doesn't exist, it defaults to true. So it's, you know, it's tiered. So I try to make it user-friendly. Uh, it's great for your local development and then your tests, because maybe local you want it to send to you, but under your when you run your tests, you don't want emails to go out, so you can change it for that. So anyway, it's a little interceptor. Works great. And uh, yeah, module of the week. So Nice. So I'm pretty excited. Uh, it's working already pretty nice. And I've already got a million ideas, but I've actually made some pull <laughs> requests to CB Mail to make it even more controllable. So I'm going to make it, so if it's actually going to be sending an email, you can say, oh, if it, you know, if it meets this requirement, put in the log files. If it actually has a, a recipient, then use this provider to send the email to somebody. So I want to actually try and control how the mail is sent after the filter is done. Because right now you couldn't do that with CB mail services, little pull requests, and now I can control that too. So I'll probably add some regex stuff in there and a few other things. But anyway, so it gives you a little bit more control of your uh, your emails getting sent out from your app, whether it's development, testing, staging, QA, production, whatever. Cool. Hey, do we have a VS Code hint, tip, and trick of the week? I guess I should just make one up. <laughs> it's right there. I'm teasing. Okay. <laughs> so this one, uh, actually, you got a double tip this week. So we have the data depot, sorry, the depot data editor by after school studio. And so basically what it does, it gives you like an Excel spreadsheet style uh, interface to be able to edit your CSV or XML files. Uh, it's kind of cool. Um, it does give you a lot of cool options. Although the interface may want some work, shall we say, but it's actually pretty powerful. So. I recommend you check out the video, which is the bonus for this is that it was just on the CB VS Code, sorry, the VS Code live streams webinar just a couple of weeks ago. So there's a whole video with the creator showing you how to use it, how to build stuff. So that's very cool. But yeah, it's basically custom content types. You know, you define your schema in, the, in it and use it. The only thing that I don't like about it, but I understand why they do it, is that you'll see that you, and right here, for those watching, you have example.dpo, which is short for depot. So instead of a JSON file, it's actually a DPO file. And so the reason they do that is because VS Code with the extension, it triggers it based on the file extension. And so if you had JSON, it wouldn't know if it actually should be using it or not. So you have a JSON file with the DPO extension, and then it'll work. So, yeah, that's the only thing I don't like about it. But other than that, uh, it looks pretty cool. There's lots of options, you know, formatting. It's basically like a little spreadsheet. And you can you do linking from one tab to another. So you can just sort of do like lookup lists and everything. So pretty cool. So check out that extension. Check out the video on how to use it maybe before you use it. But pretty neat. Um funny thing is it's like i see that and i'm like you know what content box we just built uh you know a custom content type editor tool <laughs> and i'm like how one looks way cooler than that but <laughs> but it's different so but pretty cool okay patreon supporters so last but not least we got to thank our Patreon supporters because without them, uh, orders would be, you know, footing the bill for this entire podcast instead of the, the few percent left. But, uh, you know, basically the Patreon supporters help orders 
do things like the command box, forge box, cold box, content box, test box, and everything else. And most importantly, I think, like forge box, package management, and command box, and all the cloud infrastructure that makes it work. So uh, really cool, really important. And you can support us at patreon.com slash order solutions. Our Patreon link. Yep. Uh, and don't forget, we do have annual memberships. So you pay for the year and save 10%, which is great for businesses or anyone for that matter. Um, so the bronze packages and up, you can get a Forgebox Pro and CFCast subscription as a perk for your Patreon subscription. All Patreon supporters have a profile badge on the community website, and all Patreon supporters have their own private forum access on the community website. Community website, of course, being community.ordersolutions.com. I'll go ahead and paste that link as well. Yep. Very cool. So, obviously, we mentioned open source uh, collective before, or um, for CF Wheels. We use Patreon for us. So, that's uh, where you can do that. And uh, we try and basically list all of those awesome patrons every week. Theoretically, we meant to be at a certain package level before we renounce them. Um, and so while we're getting started, there's less Patreons. We've been reading all of them, but I think we have to draw the line soon, man. I like almost run out of breath every time I read these. Well, Show's getting breath. longer and longer. Well, apparently my wife likes it when I breathe, but... I'm just saying, take a breath from time to time. You don't be a hero, Gavin. <sighs> Maybe. Maybe, but... I go. Well, I guess we'll see. But anyway, we've got lots of great Patreon supporters, and we're going to read about them or list them off to you right now, and then we'll tell you how to go view them yourself. So Here we go. And as always, my disclaimer, I apologize if I do not say your name properly. I really do care, and I do try, but here goes. So starting up, John Wilson of Synaptrix, Eric Hoffman, Gary Knight, Mario Rodriguez, Giancarlo Gomez, David Bellinger, Dan Codd, Jonathan Parrott, Jeffrey McGee from Sunstar Media 6, Dean Maunder, Joseph Lamery, Don Bellamy, Jan Yannick, Lakshmi Turtahadi, Karaban Stetton, Jeremy Adams, Didier Lesnicki, Matthew Clemente, Daniel Garcia, Scott Steinbeck with Agri Tracking Systems, Ben Nadell, Brett Deline, Kai Koenig, Charlie Earhart, Jonas Erickson, Jason Diger, Sean Oden, Matthew Darby, Ross Phillips, Edgardo Cabezas, Patrick Flynn, Stephanie Mungi, John Wish, Kevin Wright, and Peter Ameri. You can, of course, go and see a list of all our sponsors on the Order Solutions website at orderslutions.com slash about us slash sponsors. Yep, for sure. Now, again, uh, we will be updating that list to make sure it's update everywhere. Like Sunstar Media 6, there's no 6, there's a typo, really? What? Did I... Uh, maybe someone fat-fingered it. Whoops. Okay, Sunstar Media. Sorry, James Moberg just pointed that out. I wonder how long that's been there. I think it's been there a while. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, sorry, Jeffrey, we've been uh, promoting the wrong company. but uh, It's still but, a cool yeah. name. Sunstar Media is still a cool name. Yep. But, uh, yeah, so thank you to all of your Patreon supporters spending your hard-earned money to support us in this podcast and all the orders things. We appreciate you. Um, we do. Yeah, and hopefully again that uh, we can see some of you out there into the box if possible. And uh, I'm trying to actually organize a little Patreon meetup at the at the conference so we can sort of uh, get the Patreons together and you know make a little a little event just for us. But uh, we'll see. Um, I'm trying to do that. We'll see how that works out with the schedule and everything else. But uh, I think it'd be pretty neat. 
regardless, if you guys are there, definitely come say hello. Uh, a lot of them are familiar faces and I've met you guys before. If I haven't, you know, come say hi. We want to thank you in person. So, And as always, thank you to everybody on the live chat. Um, definitely make this a lot more engaging instead of Gav and I just talking at each other. I mean, talking with each other. And so it's guys, get everyone involved and we appreciate all of you. And, and thank you very much for that. Yep. And one more thing. Um, yeah, obviously we have a podcast. Uh, there's a CFL live podcast and the working code podcast too, by, uh, um, you know, Ben Nadell, yeah. Tim Cunningham, uh, Adam Tuttle, and then Carol Hamilton. And I just went back to start listening to all the older episodes again, cause I've listened to them over the, you know, the last couple of years, they've got like 73 episodes out there now that working code podcast, but it's a great podcast. I just wanted to remind everybody that it's there. Uh, we don't post it every week because usually Ben's got four or five blog posts anyway, so we don't post it. But it is a great podcast. Uh, go check that one out as well. Uh, a lot of good content. It's evergreen content too, so you know the the first episode's still relevant now. Um, and so you know, check out those other podcasts too. They're all great content, good things, and uh, you know, support the community. Let's build them up. So just wanted to have a little little plug there. And uh, yeah, you guys have a great week. Enjoy all the the webinars. This week is uh, doing really good. It's got like three three coming up. So Charlie's on Thursday, and then we've got the one from Nick and Eric on Thursday, I believe. So check them out, people. Have a great week, and yeah, we'll see you soon. See you guys. See y'all. Take care. Bye. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Bluetree Audio.